This is Cinemarchitects, where four future architects sit down, plot, draft, and design an awesome movie plot. Yeah, we're doing real podcast. Oh, right. Welcome to Cinema Architects, everybody. I'm Robbie. I'm Austin. I'm Josh. I'm Nate. Thanks for uh, tuning in, everybody. Um, Austin, Josh, I think you guys have some ideas to share today. Okay, so I have three. So I'm going to just throw... Uh, no, no, no. I'm going to throw one out there. If, if you okay. and see if, if it sticks. If it sticks, we're going to go with it. Okay? Let's do it. Okay. So I know you were feeling sci-fi. Very much. So if, it's, yes. if it sticks, it's the one you picked. Yes, that's our slogan. No, Cinema Architects, if it sticks, we pick. Oh my god, okay. Okay, guys. So, this We pick what sticks. (laughs) Austin, please. (laughs) I'm going, I'm trying. Okay, so, specific area time travel. Hear me out. Explain. Okay, so, you are able to go back in time, but just in specific areas. So that it's like a beam of like, like it's a spotlight and that particular spot on the earth or in the universe is going back in time. Or it's like, it's what it is during that time period. So like, it's, is this kind of like dark on Netflix or something where it's like, if it's the year 2000 or something, then the, the time travel spotlight will always bring you back 50 years beforehand or something like that? Or No, no, no. It's what not... Saying, like, like, if I reach over here to Robbie's thermostat, I press a few buttons, uh, and the room we're in starts traveling back in time. And so, like, this area is has now traveled back in time. We step out of his apartment, and it's back. It's in back in 2008. Yeah, exactly. And it's also significantly colder. Oh, it's right. the only because you touched my thermostat. In, in the specific area. So I was thinking that this would be... This exists because... A museums, you know, museums are going to be like, oh, this is really cool. Like, look at what it was back in, like, what dinosaur age at this specific spot on Earth. Uh-huh. It's water. Um, <laughs> Wait, oh, 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 tar. I think I get tar, what you're saying, yeah. then. Yeah. So it's it's like consistently what it was in dinosaur times in that specific spot. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's like completely <laughs> localized. It's yes. Once you step out of it, you're back. You're, you're back. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then I what was if like also, a T Rex foot comes in? And it's like only a part of it shows up, and then it leaves. Right, like, huh? right, right. It, exactly. I don't exactly know. See, I haven't thought about it. So if you go in, do you see what's out? Or I don't know. That's I'm not exactly we'll workshop. sure. We'll workshop if it. Fits. What else you? But then about? I also was thinking about it, and I was like, well, could this be the reason that ghosts exist? Mm-hmm. So people in the future are coming into specific regions that we're at and we view them as just these apparitions that have like suddenly come into the room and you're like oh crap it's a ghost but it's actually future time travelers okay huh just something to kind of like are they like ghostbusters level of common like ah somebody called it no no no. i'm just i'm just i was just saying that this could be a reason ghosts exist and that's why so... they do but it doesn't it that doesn't have to be the main focus of this i was just throwing that out there yeah it, it sounds just, really cool it also i think is very uh, illuminating on the fact that austin is just a one-trick pony 
And uh, <laughs> I had two other yeah, ideas, okay, that are very different. Uh, for the record, different I horror do horror tropes that show up various places. No, no, no. Oh my god! No, like it's just a, a no. scream guy that can't move. No, or no, something. no. One he of can't them. Leave that room. Oh my god. <laughs> What are, your, what are your other stories? So this one isn't sticking then? Is that what no, we're saying? No, I love it. It's not necessary. I didn't say that. I was just... Okay. It reminded me. I know, I know. But basically what got me thinking about this is because I was in the art museum, actually, the MIA. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's the Minnesota Institute of Arts. It's pretty great. I too was there. Yeah. A couple days ago. And I was just thinking about it. I was like, as a... a uh, you know, they have the rooms there. You know, they have the rooms, the period the piece, piece rooms. rooms. Yeah, and I was like, what if you could, like, actually have just, like, a spotlight showing on the wall and, like, that specific area is showing you exactly what is happening at that specific time in history? And that's where the idea came from. What if it mm. was a mystical flashlight that could show, <laughs> show time right. wherever you point it? Right, Ooh. and see, that's what I was kind of thinking. I think like, that's it was good like for a the spotlight. Sequel. Yeah, that's good for the, okay. the okay. sequel. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. But I was, but I was thinking to something like that. Like it was like a spotlight or a flashlight or something that like you're looking back in time. So I get the idea. What is the story? That's the thing. That is why we have to we have to workshop this. So this is this is the idea. This is the spark that we're having. It's this device. Or you can you you specifically can't go back in time, but a certain space in space. Oh, okay. Can't go back in time. Space between spaces. Between spaces. Idea. Okay. For the plot. So, um, the the concept is that th- there is these spotlights and everything, and this is just a thing that people know about, and it's a thing in the world, right? Right. And maybe the Kickstarter for the plot is like some person or some guy like ends up just like finding one and just like oh and then just like takes a nap there or something right and just like and and then like you know it takes like a few hours and then something happens to him there and it's like what the hell happened and and like maybe he like brings some crazy disease into the world or something from like a million years ago or like he you know like I don't know, like a freaking bird lands on him and he brings the bird out or something. Or maybe that doesn't work with the rules of the universe. I don't know. You know, that's the thing. There's so many... Oh, this could get very rule-heavy. But let's say just fuck it for right now because we're we're workshopping this. Yeah. So it's a blockbuster that involves adventure and science fiction. But maybe it's not a blockbuster. It could be... I was going to do a slower character piece for science. Right. (laughs) I was going to. Okay, what is your idea? Um, I mean, I didn't have an idea, but just to build off that, I guess, would be um, have an older guy and realizing um, that his grand or not his grandfather, his father is passing away. You know, reminiscing over the things that his his father has done for him and what his father hasn't done, what he's shown him, what he's failed to do as a parent. You know, kind of looking back on it all, especially now that he's reached the end of his journey, um, and so he discovers this loophole technology whatever and um you know decides to get to know his father in a different way through that oh interesting yeah hmm i don't know okay so he's not necessarily i mean he's using it more like the museum piece that i thought then he's interacting with 
history, but he's not actually going mm-hmm. in. So, wait, did you say he's losing his father? Yeah. Okay. What if he goes back in time to when he knows his father either worked at a museum or or went to a museum a lot? Maybe, maybe his father told him stories of going to this museum all the time. Mm-hmm. So... So let's say his dad is a curator, and he goes to the museum with... So the, this this guy, the son, mm-hmm. goes to the museum. Obviously, he cannot introduce himself as his son. And so all he can do is, is, is enjoy his father's life's work and get a tour with his father. Like, they're going around the museum, and he's, he's sharing this moment. Mm-hmm. You guys know what I mean? You're picking up on it. I kind of pick him up. So how does he do it? He, so he brings this flashlight. Yeah, we're going to call it a flashlight. Oh, we're introducing it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there goes our legacy project. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so he brings a flashlight. Like, no trilogy I got, either. Damn. The flashlight. God. <laughs> Take it, Edad. I had to. Well, I, had I was going to ask if, if like, there was any depth to this. Uh, like, are, uh, are you gonna, is he going to be able to meet his dad in the flesh? Is this a flashlight? <laughs> you ruined it. He finds a flashlight. He goes to visit his father. His father's dying, like in in the house that he grew up in. He goes up to the attic to like find something. He can't see because it's dark. So he finds a flashlight and points the flashlight. Realizes it's not only illuminating things, but it's also showing a different time period of things. So wherever he goes and points with the flashlight, that takes him to a different time and space, or well, not space, but different time. Yeah. And so through this, he kind of has a. Um, a physical journey of literally walking around with the flashlight because he's just pointing at everything like, wow, like, look at that. And, you know, suddenly the brick building is now gone and there's just trees there and suddenly this is that, etc. And and he's following um, eventually um, the trail of his father and he's just trying to kind of vicariously as a visitor watch. And it, it'd be more of, we get to see scenes of the father interacting and doing things and the son is more just a visitor. He just gets to see it, you know. Right, right. And along this journey, um, you know, he, had, he shares a few good memories of things he remembers, but ultimately, you know, realizes why he never truly knew his father as well as he wished he did. Then we get to the very end of the movie as we keep seeing more vignettes of a life of his father is that his dad wasn't that great of a parent. It just didn't do, didn't make the right decisions. Always skimped out on his family and, you know, didn't know how to handle having a son because it was new to him and he was scared and et cetera. And so, you know, he belonged in a museum. And, and eventually at the end, the flashlight is running out of battery and it's flickering, you know. And he's like trying to shake it and like keep clicking, you know, trying to figure out, you know, how to get it to keep going and kind of reconciling with the fact eventually as it kind of burns out that like, you know, he wasn't perfect, but he's still my father. Right. So. I, I'm envisioning the last scene where he somehow, I don't know, he finds a pole or something, and he ties this flashlight on the pole, Mm -hmm. and he clicks it so it's just this beam of light going down, and he decides to walk in it Mm -hmm. so he can actually be a part of the space. And he goes in, and and he's a part of the space, and as, I mean, this light is flickering or whatever, and it's flickering out, and it's just like a really, like, gut-wrenching scene to where he's like, I never knew my dad, like, I wish he was still here. And he, like, he kind of, he reaches out for him, because he's like, oh my god, like, I can't do this, like, he needs, and he just, like, reaches out, and he stumbles, and he goes, he's back in the real life, because, mm-hmm. like, you can't, you can't actually experience it. No. And he just, he stumbles, and then the light goes off, and then 
I don't know if that's the end of the movie or not, but credits. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> Man, you guys weren't lying. This is some Sundance type of. I like, know. I'm like, I'm like dying over here. It's like emotional <laughs> as hell. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I kind of like where that's going though, because it, the idea. I didn't know where it was gonna go. Honestly, I was no, thinking more like sci-fi, like. I'm a Ghostbuster with this flashlight or something. <laughs> That's what I thought it was at first. Right. Like, yeah, but I it's like different. this a lot more because it's basically taking the, tro- I won't say it's a trope, but like the idea from movies of the flashback. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it is. Just using the flashback in quote unquote real life. We can say something about nostalgia. We can right. appeal to every person by showcasing a man's relationship with his father and mm-hmm. why why it didn't work and why even at the end of everything he still cares. He still right. gives a shit. Oh, and he, here comes producer Nate in again. How can we make money with this? We'll appeal to everybody. We'll get the nostalgia stuff. We're going to get the old crowd. We'll get the young crowd. We'll get made McDonald's on the line. <laughs> So a lot of the movies. I miss the days of the McRib. <laughs> it just goes back in time to the McRib. Oh my god! It just grabs, it grabs the, the flashlight onto the McDonald's. Sounds like a McRib. I like that McRib. Don't uh, you know Maybe fifteen seconds, and he adjusts the, the light. Oh, I'll take a Shamrock Shake. Uh, I'll take a Hawaii burger or whatever the hell that was. Uh, and I want the Disney toys back. Go back to the seventies. Uh, okay, here's here's two dollars. <laughs> right. Oh, oh, there you go. Oh, I just thought of something really. Okay, you don't tell, don't take it if you don't want it. But um, what if? The reason this flashlight is flickering and dying is because it's also tied to his father. But instead of actually being with his father in this moment, he would rather spend his father's last moments on Earth reliving his father's past. Oh, shit, Nate, I like that. I like that a lot. Oh, McDonald's and Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I, li- I like that. I like that a lot. So, it, it, yeah, it's weirdly dark and beautiful at the mm-hmm. same time. Because it's like, you love that person and you want to cherish their memory, but you don't want who they are right now. No, and it, I mean, it kind of hits right now because, I mean, my grandpa recently passed away last year and he, no, it's okay. I mean, he he wasn't happy in the home at all. He's he's in a better place. But I, I mean, it, one of my cousins, um, he just he, he wouldn't go visit him because he, he couldn't see him like this, and it was really sad. I mean, every time that I saw him, it's just it wasn't the same person that after his stroke. Oh. It, it was just it was really sad, and and it it makes a lot of sense why you would want to you you want to see the person as they were mm-hmm. and not as they are dying on it's the really bedside. I mean, yeah, that's where I think you could say a lot with this this movie. You could really go to those places. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm not to get that either. Damn, God, that hit. Oh, well, it's kind that of hit like, a lot harder than I thought. This stupid flashlight idea was gonna uh, hit. Yeah, we oh, really God. just took the dirt road off the wow. main path there. Kind of like big fish, right? I yeah, a little bit. Dying father. Yes. Kind of. He's not. Time traveling so much as he is hearing the story. Yeah, he's, he's telling. Prince, you know, that's right. Failed to airline. Yes, yeah. and he's embellishing it, which is the fun part. What What does this guy do? Like he's so he's walking around his father's 
He's tracing his father's footsteps. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think I, I think this this is set in a small town. I think his father yeah. was a very prominent figure of the yeah. small town. And the son returns home. Yeah, his father is kind of at the end of it all. Yep, and I think he's just going around to all these places. I mean, I think his father has been there his entire life. Yep, yep. He's never no, left. He ne- he's never left. He knows everybody there. And he's talking with these people, and he's just asking, like, what did he do? Every-? Because, I mean, he wasn't... You know, I think the son was, like, gone a lot. Because mm-hmm. he just... He didn't think his father was really great. He didn't really want to go visit him mm-hmm. until the end. And so he's finding out all these things from these people, and he's going around to these places, maybe the museum that they have in town. And what, well, I, I mean, it could be. I'm just curious, what what is the setting? So it's a small town. I think it's a... Where, yeah. I mean, where, where are these scenes taking place? Is it, like, the diner that's... Mm-hmm. I think you been there forever. forever. Yeah, you yeah. like that yeah. main street where you got all the old brick buildings that you know a lot of those old Midwestern towns still have in the mm-hmm. center. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe the outskirts with trees, or you know, a parking lot suddenly becomes this open field. Um, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So not only is it looking back at his life, it's just looking back at what this town used to be. Mm-hmm. I th- honestly, I think it. I think it shows the town. To, I mean, as most towns are right now they're just dying you know i think it shows the town dead i think it shows a lot of the buildings derelict a lot of businesses have been going out and with this flashlight it's showing like where during the boom of this town what it used to look like as well i like that yeah Yeah. so the setting is in a nutshell just a a derelict dying midwestern town Mm -hmm. and all the people there are just full of so much character right right yeah cool I think there should be a scene where he's kind of walking through town and he sees this old building that's maybe now it's kind of a real estate office yeah. and he sees kind of a, a peculiar pitched roof and he kind of pulls the flashlight out and so it's, the building turns a little more red and he enters and the guy says to himself, oh, Roman Mars is right. You can tell when something was a pizza hut. Gosh. <laughs> fucking. Oh my God. Damn it. <laughs> Making that that's plug kind of funny. in there. <laughs> kind of funny. Pizza Hut as well. <laughs> I want a bidding more, damn it. <laughs> what are you guys referencing? <laughs> Nothing. I, I no, no, just, just for. Really? Just being yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's how they were. Yeah. Shopping yeah. cigars <laughs> and All right. alcohol. Okay. <laughs> cool. Sorry. No, it's okay. I just thought there was something. No, no. Turns out there's nothing. There's nothing. We're just much like this movie. There's organically nothing. being fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's nothing I'm so truly special. <laughs> I've been taking glasses, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like our setting. I like our setting a lot. And that plot, I, oh my god. I, I did not realize a plot like that could come out of this. <laughs> Um, Austin just welling up left and right here. <laughs> the plot. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think I think we have it, don't we? I mean, is there anything really that we need to dive deeper into? That. Uh... I mean, I've got a couple points. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Just to, yes. to get you yeah. guys' perspective on. So this guy spends so much time looking back. Mm-hmm. Obviously. I mean, is he just kind of a, a silent visage? I mean, what, what is this? I mean, is there any dialogue? Oh, who, who is this main guy who just doesn't talk but just sees? Is I, I, I mean, it can't be that. Right. <laughs> it can't be that, as interesting as that could be. You I, know, we, it, I would yeah. imagine we want some interaction. Him probably talking. I mean, it'd be interesting if this guy shined a light, saw Opie Taylor at, at the drugstore, 
meets Opie Taylor at the diner today. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What, what yeah. kind of dialogue can we expect? That I like that. Me? I think he shouldn't be able to interact with the past, although, yeah, he'll talk to himself, or if he, like, oh, oh Mr. Right. Gower, like, how are you? Yeah, no, he can hear Maybe he has headphones on, and so he hears what he's shined upon. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's kind of like uh, Scrooge from uh, Christmas uh, Christmas Carol. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. he's he's just a girl. But literally, no one can see him, no one can hear him, but he can hear and see and experience everything kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Going yeah, back yeah, to yeah. his past, mm-hmm. similarly like that. Maybe it doesn't necessarily need to be, like, headphones, but just, like, the the yeah. magical fact that yeah. he has the flashlight. When he has the flashlight, he can just, he can just hear. Yeah. yeah, I guess I wasn't sure how tangible we want to make it. I like the I like it a little more ethereal and mysterious. I mean, it's like Groundhog Day. They never tell you why Phil Collins keep, or Connors keeps going back in time. No, and and honestly, I and honestly, I think still learning how to do a drug. I I think to I I mean this doesn't get um, told in the movie at all, but I I think it, this necessarily doesn't exist. You know this mm-hmm. this. Uh, magical flashlight or whatever oh, we're calling cool. it. I, I just think that it, it's it, it's just a way to dive into the story. Well, we, can, we can leave it like Groundhog. Yeah. You don't no. give a definitive answer. No, I don't think we That's do. That's what I like. Yeah. yeah. And, up to the viewer. Yeah. And whether it's real or not is up to you. Exactly. You know? It shows because either way, yeah. if it's so, real or not, we're getting the point across. That's, that's right. And just all we want to show is how you deal with kind of the grief of losing somebody, and you know what does nostalgia mean to you, and is it more important to relive someone else's life rather than enjoy the one that they they have left? So right. in this case, is is the flashlight a good thing? Maybe it's not. I because the flashlight would would just limit the scope of vision. Yeah. Yeah, very, I mean, it'd just be a circular. Yes. I mean, that could be cool, but I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe he just instead of instead of it being a flashlight and he's shining through the diner, he just walks into the diner and like Scrooge, he's just stepped into the past. I think he could do a cool camera trick where it's like he's doing that, but then eventually, yeah, we just we just fill it all in visually for mm, the audience. Yeah. Because I don't. Yeah, I don't know if you could do a whole a whole movie with. No, because then then you start to blur the line of. How much is of this is he just projecting of what he remembers of mm-hmm. what happening versus what the flashlight was showing him? If there is in fact a flashlight, right? Yeah. No. Okay. I like that. I like that because yeah. Then it's then it's more up to them because yeah. If it is a flashlight and then it goes out and then we end the movie, I mean they're gonna obviously think that this is a real thing. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I I think we keep the the idea of it going out. Uh, yeah, so no, I like I like the end of it. I think if it's a physical object, you have to explain something. Right. Uh, there has yeah. to be something there. Yeah, sure. It, the technology doesn't have to be explained. No. It doesn't I, have to be real, but I think there has to be something to get you there. Yeah, no, I think he he definitely finds out that this flashlight is going out as his mm-hmm. father it's is like, going out. Yep, it's flicking yep. out. Maybe he's like walking out around the town and it's like flickering and whatnot, and you know, occasionally it goes black for a while. And it's just him like clicking it, like talking to himself, like "Come on, you know." And then and he'll get a quick phone call, be like, "Yeah, he's not doing real well. You should yeah. come back." And he's like, "No, I, I gotta do this real quick." And then of course, once it's completely out, you know, he gets the last phone call, and maybe he doesn't even answer because he just knows what's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it's just him like in the dark trying to put new batteries in it, and it doesn't turn on anymore, kind of thing. Yeah, Man, this movie's rough. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. Um, well, I think 
we've got a real good handle on the plot now, um, and we can come back and name a few uh, cast members and everything right after this. And we're back. Austin, do you want to give us a quick summary of the film before we go into giving people names? Oh, sure. So, the movie opens up. We have a son or daughter come back to this town that they grew up in that they hadn't been back to since probably they were in high school. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe they were back a couple more times after that. But not a lot. Um, their parent uh, is dying. They they weren't exactly fond of this parent growing up. Um, they didn't think that they were that great, so this is why they didn't visit them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're finally visiting them, actually, when they're dying. Um, he finds this flashlight up in the attic. Um, we think it's because he was trying to look for a light. He finds this flashlight. It ends up being a flashlight into the future, and where you can look into the future with that specific light being shined on an object. He finds this out. He starts... I thought this was the past. He looks into the past? He looks into the past. So you said future. future. You did say future twice. Okay. Sorry. You're failing the podcast. I'm failing! Okay. Okay. So he's looking into the past. He goes around town. He's asking all these people. His parent has been there for forever, so he knows... The, the townspeople know where this person goes. He goes. He figures out... He, he's just... He's looking at his father or mother's life, or it doesn't mean his or her father or mother's life. There. There, yes. They're looking at their life, and he's just going through the, basically their entire life in this small town. Uh Looking at all the nuances, looking at how he was parented, looking at the ins and outs of how, what goes into parenting, realizing that, you know, it, it, it's a shitty job, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it, nobody's perfect at it, and maybe he was wrong. Um, but he's, he's just going through this town. He's looking at all of these things, having nostalgia, trying to figure out who his or her mother or father is and who they were. And by the end of the movie, I think they've kind of figured it out. And... He for one final go at it, he he shines the light, and instead of going by his parents' side, he decides to look one last time at the past and how they were, rather than how he is dying. Mm. All right, uh, how about you give us one of your dudes? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. I because we were talking about him. I actually picked Tom Hardy for the son. The son. For the son. For the son. Wow. Yes. Interesting. So he's always going to be holding the flashlight. He's going to be holding. Right. He's going to be. Yeah. There you go. He's always going to be covering it. I wouldn't care if I the flashlight. I I I think it would be an interesting role for him. In because he's never really done that before, but I think there are elements in each of his movies that he can get very dramatic mm-hmm. to where it doesn't have to be actional. And I think this would really like bring out his more 
dramatic side. Cool. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So I had him as a son. Cool. Nate. Uh, Give us one. You guys should go first. I want to some Well, stuff. I was I was gonna say because I'm it's a dual thing. So I'm gonna also say the mother. I'm and I'm gonna say mother. <laughs> mother. <laughs> because I think the mother son relationship is not done enough in Hollywood. It's always it's always father son or mother daughter. You know, it's never. Okay. I mean, it's not never. It's not never. I mean, it has been done before. What are you gonna make Tom Hardy a mama's boy or something? What the hell's wrong with you? But that's but that's the thing. Norman Bates. Oh, true, true. But best friend is his mother. She also wasn't technically in that film. She is in that TV show. She is in the TV show (laughs) that I've never watched. (laughs) Oh no! Was I supposed to watch it? No. No. It's okay. It's it's decent. I mean, you gotta remember it's. An A and E program, so you're not going to get Game of Thrones, but Damn. it's pretty fantastic at the same time. Okay, okay. all right, yeah, yeah. It's the slow descent of madness that is Norman Bates, and okay. why he is the way he is, and questions I never wanted answered, but I was like, these are right, really but interesting hey, answers. Yeah, yeah. Watch. Huh. interesting. And Vera Farmiga is the yeah. lead. She's so good. Mm-hmm. She's great. <laughs> Austin. So anyway, so yeah, so I have the mom. So. I decided to make this a small town in England, actually, because, because you wanted this actress. <laughs> oh, he's, no, no, no. I mean, well, Tom Hardy's English. Yeah, and that's the thing. He's English too. Um, I chose as the younger mother. Looking back at these scenes, um, Haley Atwell. She is Agent Peggy Carter. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yes. Um, I think she also did an episode in Black Mirror. Yes. Um, I I just think she's a great actress. And I don't think that she has really done anything that can, you know, elevate her. Like, it's always been... I know know it's bad to look at the trope of superhero movies, but, I mean, she's only been in superhero movies Mm -hmm. and superhero shows. So it's like, I think that she could get to a point where... She deserves a chance. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sure. And then I chose for the older mother, um, which I don't know. She probably wouldn't be willing to do it, but I chose Angela Lansbury, oh, actually. Because, wow. Wow. Um, I, I, I mean, she's great. I mean, she's had a very storied career. Um, Will she be solving murders that she knows? Yeah, she <laughs> <laughs> And I think, I mean, she has very little dialogue. Honestly, I feel like we only see her at the beginning of the movie, and we just know that she's in that bed. You know, hmm. throughout it. Yeah, that's an interesting way to have it. I think yeah. just have him at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. I like that. And then they, she has a little dialogue, um, probably something profound, probably a, the best mm. scene of the movie. Because um, she's old. Be, well, because it's Angela Lansbury, not just because she's old. God, Rob. <laughs> kind of suicide squad. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Uh, is that what she sounds like? No, that is not what she sounds <laughs> like at <laughs> all. No. <laughs> no. Um, I did my best. Good try. <laughs> I was just trying to come up with a, a really memorable preview trailer. And all right, that. right. Yeah. Mel Blanc, the man of a thousand voices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not even going to try and do her voice. All right, somebody else go. <laughs> I'll go, I guess. Um... So for old dad, 
Um, I had a lot of choices here initially, but I think I've narrowed it down. Maybe you guys can help me pick for the old dad between... Now, they're different in age by a bit here, but we can play around with that. Either Michael Keaton... Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, pretty cool, this could right? still be your name, but... <laughs> what? Isn't he American? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> or the other one... <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely thinking about somebody else. Sorry, um, Robbie, go ahead. My bad. The other I'm option... thinking of Michael Kine. <laughs> yeah, nope. He was on there, but I didn't want to. Um, <laughs> Donald Sutherland. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, I guess... You know what, for now, we'll just say either. And for the young dad, um, I will... S- oh. It could work, actually. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to say Luke Evans. Oh, yeah. Young dad. Um, young dad. Young dad, what? Uh, oh, I was thinking... To the he... Uh, Nate, do you... He, he's uh, like the Luke Evans. Yeah, you know who Luke Evans. Yeah, he's uh, he's in the the Smog movie. Luke Evans is, and he was also in that Dracula Untold. Oh wait, lead. yeah, yeah, he was a lead in Dracula Untold. He's Bard in Hobbit three mm-hmm. and two, right? The desolation of Smog. Yeah. Oh, looks yes, 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 yes. looks more like Orlando Bloom than Orlando Bloom does. Yeah, looking yeah, down. Yeah. Looks more like Orlando Bloom yeah, than Orlando Bloom, Bloom does. In what? How? In Hobbit. Two or three. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. In that sp- in those specific films, Correct. it looks more like Orlando. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, no, didn't definitely. Was, I didn't know it was related to yeah. specifically a, a Tolkien universe. I didn't, I, That's I what that just comment saying. is specifically about. Oh, yes, right. I, right. I, I missed a detail. I thought you were just talking in general. Like, in general, he looks more like a person than that person does. Well, in general, I think Austin That's looks more like you than you do, Josh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, and frankly, boss. I had to I had to get boss. that phenomenal utility blazer just to keep ahead of him. That's true. Because <laughs> otherwise he would succumb. He would have... No, he wouldn't succumb. He no. would subsume my life. Mm. It's a real keeping up with the Joneses situation here between Austin and Josh, <laughs> just back and forth all the time. Now I gotta get a new jacket, too. And it's gonna be made out of leopard fur. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, do you want me to go into more, or should we move on? Oh. Do, do the family. Or do whatever Austin did, do it. All right, what I got left is the, um, I got two other choices for the son slash daughter. Oh, okay. So the son could be uh, Ansel Elgort, who okay. is the main character in Baby Driver. He baby. Um, um, or it could be Kristen Ritter. Because I think she's really cool, and I've been watching Jessica Jones, and she can play more than just a tactless detective crafts person, but she can also show emotion. Yeah, I like that, yeah. What else have I seen her? I thought I saw her as a bubbly character in something. Who? Sorry. Kristen Ritter. See, now, I also feel that way, but I also can't pin down exactly what else she's been. Let me Google it, as people keep talking. Right. Um, I think that about wraps up my list. Josh? I don't know how to do this. So I initially was thinking for the old dad, and this was before there was some gender bending, but I wrote down old dad, Jada Pinkett Smith. Wait, this is before the gender bending. Before we discussed the idea of switching up genders. I thought I was going to be cool in a robe. Oh, oh, yeah. So you're not cool anymore. No, I'm not as cool as I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Basically copying the rest of us. (laughs) Part of the course. (laughs) But I wrote down Jada Pinkett Smith 
with no. the no. Oh, thank Lord. goodness. Thank All okay, right, who is it? What is his name again? Uh, Jaden. That one, Jaden. No, that's no. or Willow. Mm. Um, proceed, Joshua. Proceed. And I was thinking, um, the the young dad would be Letitia Wright of Black Panther fame. I just thought young. She I thought she had so much charisma. It'd be it'd be really interesting to to see her in a role that. And so I'm kind of imagining this in a in an older city. And this is, so this is a black family, America had some tough times depending on where they are. That would affect how how things happen. I, I just think it'd be interesting to see her in a kind of a stronger character. And then for the dad, the actual dad, or the mom. That's very confusing. Yeah, just so keep saying the, mom, dude. For the, uh, for the significant other modern day, I was thinking Tracy Morgan. Ooh. Ah. Yeah, it's kind of a... Yeah, I don't know. He's just always... He's kind of a goof. Right. Uh, kind of aloof. And I know he had an accident. I know he had an accident. Yes. But did oh. he also have a... Mm. Something something happened and he's... I thought it was because of the accident. Maybe that was the case, yeah. yeah. I just couldn't remember. He is acting again, though. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't he's sure if he's, he'd gone back. Limitedly, yeah. He's li- he hosted Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. And, it, I mean, it was very limited mm-hmm. in what he could do. But, I mean, it, it is. But, I mean, I think he's getting better. I mean, he's going through physical therapy. Yeah, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I just kind of like Tracy Morgan because I mean he can play someone who is just a, a laborer and he just goes and he works his ass off and he comes home and he wants what he wants and then he wants to go to bed. You know, he wants dinner, he wants to watch TV, and then he goes to bed. Mm-hmm. And I can see Jada Pinkett Smith is playing the beleaguered mother. Oh, sure. One of them gets ill. And then he didn't... I, I couldn't decide who to cast as the, the child, but I guess when we're done talking about the family, we can go back in time. And <laughs> Clever, Nate. Well, to cast mine, I had to reel in the specifics, I guess, of what I, where I wanted the plot to go, because we made a very broad outline summary yeah. of where we want things to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And much to your point, I also thought that there were too many father-son stories and mother-daughter stories, so I did a father-daughter story. Good. We got we got both sides of that going. Hey, hey man, I cast Kristen Ritter as a kid. Come Shut on. the hell up, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, Kristen Ritter, she's also in the Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23. Uh, I think that's what you're thinking of, yeah. Okay, anyways, go on. So, I, um... Sorry. I, uh... I've been um, thinking about it, mulling it over, and, um... For my dad character... I'm going to cast someone a bit older, but not super old. But I feel like you could age him up a little bit, mm-hmm. you could age him down. Donald Sutherland 2, the sequel to Donald Sutherland. <laughs> I'm going to cast, and you guys... The, the Sutherland man. Ready for this? Yeah. The man himself. We're ready. Daniel Craig. Okay. Oh. As the dad. I see what you mean. Okay. Okay. He's kind of Michael Keaton age, though, isn't he? Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And as his wife, I'm casting... Um, Rosie Perez, and she is a Latina actress, and she was in uh, Fearless, I believe, from 1993, and she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress at the time, and I thought it would be really interesting, and then as the daughter character, I'm going to cast um, Dasha Polanco. Who does she play? She's the one that falls in love with the prison guard, and they're going to have the baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Gotcha. Yep. Nice. 
So then, yeah, I thought about it a little differently where the plot ends up of she comes back to this small, small town, and obviously Daniel Craig, white guy, very white, and then he marries a Latina woman, and they raise a Latina daughter in this small town. Um, so obviously it's all kind of foreign to her. It's not necessarily her culture, blah, blah, blah. She's never really felt welcome, per se, even though she was born there, et cetera. It just never felt like home to her. Mm. And Daniel Craig kind of perpetuates that. He's kind of acting as the traditionalist in this, this whole scenario. So she's always felt alienated, and she finally felt kind of free to get out of this town. But then as he's finally kind of dying, short-sightedly of whichever causes, um, Daniel Craig is actually the one who really wants her back, wants her by the bedside. He's just rambling about whatever, but, you know, going on about how much he can over more often, blah, 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 misses her. And she gets confused by this because, you know, never has she seen this in her childhood. So she's helping around the house and she discovers that it shows time and she decides to get out of the house and follow the light, so to speak, to all these different vignettes. And um, basically she tries to see if, you know, where is the guy that's at the bedside right now, the one who gave a shit, you know? Where is that guy in the past? I've never seen any proof of that. Mm. And she's almost uncomfortable by the one that's now on the bedside because she's like, that can't even be real. So, I don't know, it's kind of a journey of her trying to find a moment where she felt comfortable with her dad before you know, he passes on, trying to find you know, the reason why she still even kind of cares. Um, and we just kind of go through a wide variety of vignettes that show how the town is aged, show how that's affect, affected her and her mother and blah, 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 whether it was good, whether it was bad, whether it was indifferent. Um, and she doesn't really find anything until about the very end, and it's just a really simple scene with Daniel Craig making lunch or dinner, making it for her and just sharing that moment. But yeah, sorry, sorry. No, oh, that, that has so much so, depth. Oh my god, depth. Ugh. Crying over here. Oh. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> this, is, this has got to go here, but why? Why? But yeah. All right, what do you got left, mm-hmm. fellas? Josh, I think you're the only one. No, I nope. Just, I was, <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I, I don't want to follow that. So. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm good. There, there could be a town of people though. Like I love, yeah. I love Josh's idea of like you get to see this person and you have this preconceived notion. You see them in the in the, the flashlight back then. And then you see the older version of them and how much they've changed and how much they're no, no longer the person mm-hmm. in the flashlight mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, to be fair, I will say I have one that is only marked as extra online, and that's Carrie Ann Moss. And that's it. She's Ooh, like she's Trinity in the Matrix movies, yeah. oh, and okay. she's Hogarth in yeah. the, the Marvel, Marvel TV stuff, universe. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I just I was in the Jessica Jones mindset, mm-hmm. but she's good, she's and that's all I have to say. Mm-hmm. She and Kristen Ritter, I think, have some interesting things in common, some interesting traits. Yeah. So I cast three other actors for the movie. The first one, I imagine um, the person with the flashlight kind of seeing some people around town to see kind of a, like, a pretty old person. Yeah. And so when they finally go back in time, turns out this person was kind of a town leader, whether it's a mayor or just kind of a, a leader of a different sort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, someone very powerful in the town that I cast, Alec Baldwin. I like, that. I like that. I I I can just see him in a in in that position and just you know pretty kind and, and open to everyone. You know, I didn't necessarily develop the character, but I, sure. I just someone who's kind of stately. Uh, no, he'd be a wonderful character actor, mm-hmm. and not. I mean, he he can be very kind of bombastic sometimes and really oh, yeah. uh, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, really get out there. I think this would be a little more reserved. You cast Tracy Morgan too, right? Yeah, unrelated, actually. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Dirty Rock, yes. Yeah. Tina Fey, the next Tina one? Tina Fey's Death's the next <laughs> one. <laughs> so the next person I picked was Kathy Bates, who I think mm. would be Alex's sister, but a much younger sister, someone who flash forward. She is now the town leader in a very different way. It's a different time. Like it's, I mean, it's, a, it's like a difference of 30 years, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. now she's a little older than he was, which is a very different approach. And I... She is also a very stately actress. I think Kathy's great, very strong. Mm-hmm. But I think there's kind of a, an unwelcome fierceness to what she does. I think she's a little more, she's a little tougher on people yeah. than Alan mm-hmm. yeah. was. Okay. Maybe she gets more results. <laughs> and I think the, the end point of this movie is to get results. Those, those yeah. Do results. <laughs> um, and I also, I would love to just see Antonio Banderas. Oh, yeah. Is it just cool to have him? I just, I don't know what. Uh, (laughs) I would love to see him um, maybe alongside Kathy Bates. He's kind of one of the older guys in the the modern town. And that's someone you you flash back and you see him him represented as a a younger child who's kind of like a wild, has this youthful exuberance and he's very... uh, very outgoing and energetic, and he's causing a little bit of trouble. It's not necessarily mean-spirited or rebellious, but it's more of a, you know, he's, he's just got, he's got a lot going on, and he's, he's just like, he's just, you know, he's loving life, and he's, he's very enjoyable as a young person, and then you kind of see him, you know, Antonio Banderas, he always just seems like a very, another reserved character, but mm-hmm. I mean, he's, you know, he's mature. I mean, he's, Antonio just seems like a very mature yeah. guy. No, I like that. I think it'd be interesting. It's just another juxtaposition. If you can find mm-hmm. a, a young actor and you can really play on the things when you go back and forth between what you see in the past and what you're seeing now. Yeah. Right. It'd, be, it'd be cool to get a, an actor with his brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right in looking kind of at different personas and personalities to kind of play off of, you know, or pair with just as the parent in this scenario. Yeah, I mean, it all has to, you're right. I didn't really mention it, but it has to tie into the relationship with the parent mm-hmm. somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, whether young Antonio is, is friends with the parent or not friends. Or, yeah, no, there's, there's a lot of depth you can fill in. Mm-hmm. All right, well, um, we, uh, we crafted ourselves a pretty good Sundance-ass movie here. <laughs> we really just, we didn't do the crazy blockbuster sci-fi like I thought we would. Yeah. No, that definitely... <laughs> took a left turn there. Right. It was a good left turn. Very good. It was good. a really good left turn. Yeah. I liked it, but I liked it a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, I think this is about going to wrap up the podcast. Um, be sure to uh, uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast listening app. Um, give us a follow on Twitter. Give us a, a shout out on, on Gmail. We'd love to read what you have to say. Um, if we end up putting any of those... Um, end up putting on any polls or anything up on Twitter, and that's, that's where they'll be. Um, so I think with that said, um, time to end the podcast. For Cinema Architects, this has been Robbie. And Austin. Josh. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> See you guys next time. <laughs> Hey listeners, 
If you'd like to reach out to us, please visit us at cinemarks at gmail.com. That's cinemarks, not Karl Marx. Cinema, R-C-H-S, at gmail.com. And if you'd also like to follow us on Twitter, we are at Cinemarks as well. 